It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. Well, congrats to the winningest radio station out there tonight. WGN 2-0. The Northwestern Wildcats win their tournament game. The Chicago Blackhawks take down the Nashville Predators 2-1. The Hawks have now won back-to-back games, and they pull out another solid victory against another solid team. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 10.30 tonight as we recap this 2-1 victory over the Nashville Predators. Great start to this five-game road trip, and the Hawks continue to spoil some games for some playoff hungry teams. Let's head on down to the Bridgestone Arena, bring in Troy Murray, who's been on the call with John Weideman tonight. And Troy, this was another fun one. I mean, this was everybody pitching in once again. This is simple, a little bit conservative hockey, not doing anything too fancy, not doing anything too risky, just getting the job done. And uh, it's fun to see guys like Boris Kachuk and Joey Anderson get so amped up after scoring that goal, making it 2 nothing. I mean, these guys are having a lot of fun right now. They are, and the one thing that you like about them is they're getting an opportunity, and they probably wouldn't be getting it if they're on other teams. You look at Kachuk and, uh, and Radish not getting an opportunity with Tampa when you're down there, now getting a big opportunity. Joey Anderson, you know, he's been playing well since he was picked up in a trade at the trade deadline. These guys are getting an opportunity. They're having fun, and you, you, you said it perfectly. It's, it's not a wide-open game. It's a simple game. It's a smart game. It's a methodical game, and that's exactly what we've seen here over the last little while here. This team it just seems like it's in cruise control as far as the way that they play and the, the results that they've been getting because of it. I'm, I'm kind of surprised we didn't talk about Alex Stalock much tonight, but another solid effort for him and just another solid effort from the goaltending situation overall. I mean, he, he came in and stepped in again against Boston, and then he just totally rolled over that effort tonight against Nashville. Been really good. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and here's a guy that he's 34 years of age, still wants to prove that he can play in the NHL. He's now got an above 500 record on the season for a team that has struggled to win. Um, he's been great when he's been in net. I love watching him play because he's not a big guy. He's athletic. He's got to be very active in the net. We've seen that today. He threw his stick. <laughs> caused a penalty shot against him, made the save on, or didn't even actually make the save. Uh, Duchesne kind of lost the, the, the handle of the puck right in front of him. <laughs> but uh, you look at it, and just the way that he plays, the energy that he, that he brings to the table each and every day, love talking to him. He's just got a great attitude, and I think that that's just filtering throughout the locker room right now. I'm glad you reminded us of that rule of the goaltender throwing the stick, and it instantly turns into a penalty shot. I, I think... The next time that happens, Stalock should just throw the stick again on the penalty shot. It's like freezing the kicker in football. Like, all right, now now you really got to beat me again. Just keep doing it and just keep prolonging the, the penalty shot. <laughs> I, I don't know if they, if they would be doing that, but that's a, that's a funny thought. <laughs> um, more, more about this team's depth, Troy. Everybody has pitched in, but I don't know. Is there anybody in particular that, that's really taken your eye at all? No, I just think everybody. Yeah. You, you look at the, the the confidence that Kachuka's playing with, the the trust that guys like Radish have now drawn from Luke Richardson to play in the in the critical situations. I think Seth Jones has still just continued to play at a really high level there. He's the leader on that back end. He's got to be the, kind of the guy that they look to, and, and but you're getting good support from 
You know, I thought Murphy was good at Caleb. I mean, the, the, everybody has been doing what they need to do. And I don't think that there's one guy that has really separated himself. It's everybody. It's a different guy each night that finds a way to, to you know, be the, the big part of the pitcher. Um, we saw it for a long time where, you know, it was always up about Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. And now you, you sit here and you're going, who's, gonna, gonna, who's it going to be tonight? Not this is who it's going to be tonight. It's who it's going to be tonight. And I think that that really says a lot about the, the closeness of this locker room and the way that these guys are playing together, that each and every night it's somebody else that uh, is getting the job done. Also a great start to a road trip. This is a long road trip for the Hawks. I mean, you get off on the right foot, kind of takes off some pressure for the rest of it. I know you want to play your best as, as it continues, but uh, to start things off with a win against Nashville, I feel like that takes some pressure off. A hundred percent. You know, you're on a log tr- road trip and you don't want it to start off on a bad note. Then you're kind of digging yourself out of a hole. They got the, the victory here. And, and again, it just kind of reassures them that if they play the right way and they play smart, don't get ahead of themselves, they can get results. And that's what they, which you've seen here in the last little while. They didn't get the wins that they were hoping for on that last road trip, but they were all one goal games. They were right in it to the, the bitter end against some good teams. You beat Boston at home with a, one of the best efforts of the season. You come in here and a desperation game for Nashville as they try and get into the postseason. Just, you know, impressive. And they just have to continue. They have to trust the process here, play the same way each and every night. They'll get results or they'll keep it close, and that's what you're hoping for. Get it to the third period. Give yourself an opportunity to, to make the difference in the game, and you're seeing it from all uh, different angles. Hey, how's Pete Weber doing? He's good. We're just looking at him right down there. He's, uh, he's actually going to travel with the team this weekend, I think. He's going out to uh, the New York Rangers and Buffalo road trip for the, um, for the Predators after they play the Winnipeg Jets here on home ice. So good to see uh, Pete. He's one of the best in the business, one of the nicest guys around. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great to hear. I saw he was calling the game. That's, that's great to hear. All right, Troy. Well, I don't know. I, I got nothing else. I mean... I, I, I got nothing. I, got, I don't. I, I got nothing. This was <laughs> this team just again, just a totally collective effort. And I think you put it in good terms in terms of cruise control. It's not like they totally overpowered the Nashville Predators. They just did all the right things. But I do think, and this is kind of what you were saying earlier, they're just sucking the life out of a lot of these teams. Definitely Boston. Definitely Nashville tonight. I mean, they're they're being a big buzzkill for a lot of teams right now. Yeah, yeah, they are, and it's just the way that they're playing. And you know, they got smoked in the face-off circles, and the shots were thirty-six to twenty-one. You on that last road trip, I think it was you know forty-three twenty-one, forty-one twenty-one. You know, so if you look at some of the underlying numbers, probably doesn't tell the big picture, but you're getting good goaltending. The saves when you need it. It was Mrazek, and then it's been Staylock. Um, I don't know. They don't play back-to-back games on this road trip, but I would assume that Hudobin will get into one of these games at some point. Um, but the goaltending has been great all season long. Tonight, timely saves, big saves, a couple misses by the Nashville Predators when they had some really good looks. It could have been the difference. Um, but that's just the way that the game of hockey is. I, I just, it's just been impressive. And, you know, even I wouldn't say cruise control is, is the right term to use that when I said it, but it just seems like the, the team has, has found the way that they need to play. And it's been repetitions, it's been repetitions, and now they're getting rewarded for it. They're seeing what it can do even against the elite teams in the NHL. If they outwork them, if they win the battles, if they make the smart plays, if they have that good puck management, they get good goaltending, 
a lot of things, good things can happen, and that's what's just falling into place right now. And again, that uh, Luke Richardson will probably say, you know what, it wasn't pretty, but we got the results, and hey, we move on to the next game, and we play the same way. Absolutely. All right, Troy. Well, great stuff as always. It sounds like somebody's mowing their lawn out there, so so we'll let you go. Yeah, they've got the uh, ice cutter along the boards, uh, trimming it already. So uh, we'll talk to you on uh, on Saturday from the Mullet Arena. From the Mullet Arena. All right. Looking forward to it. Talk to you then, Troy. All right. Have a good one, Joe. You too. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman on the call tonight as the Blackhawks take down the Nashville Predators 2-1 from Bridgestone Arena. Uh, another big win for the Hawks in terms of just showing what they can do with this roster, even after all this turnover. Uh, this is a different win than when they took down the Boston Bruins a couple of nights ago. That one was, I don't want to call it a premeditated win, because I don't think anyone could have thought that that was going to happen, but you definitely saw a team that was ready to come to the, ready to start off with the same type of drive that they have been so well this year. And the good thing about tonight's game is they didn't let any of that fall off. They continued it on the road a couple of days later, starting off this road trip. And even though the Nashville Predators aren't the Boston Bruins, this is still a Nashville team that wants a win big time. And, you know, you heard Troy talk about it. Winnipeg falling to Boston tonight, 3 nothing. Perfect opportunity for Nashville to gain two points on them. Would have fallen just two points behind the Jets for the second wild card spot there. And they still have three games in hand. I mean, this was a huge game for the Nashville Predators. So once again, the Hawks are spoiling these efforts against other good teams. And listen, we're going to address what you're thinking right now. And I know that a lot of people are wondering, what about this rebuild? What about the value and losses? What about the upcoming draft? I get it. Yes, that is still a huge part of it. But, as I mentioned before, like the other night, the win against Boston, Luke Richardson is showing right now what he is capable of getting his team motivated to do with this roster. This roster that Kyle Davidson built. You're seeing a common trend with the type of guys that Kyle Davidson is going after. And... Stanley Cup champion teams are not built around one specific player. We saw that in 2010, in 2013, in 2015. It wasn't just Jonathan Taves. It wasn't just Patrick Kane. It wasn't even just those two guys. It was plenty of others. And I'm not saying that, hey, the Hawks don't need a guy like Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli or Mikhail Mitchkov. It's, it's the fact that depth is going to make a successful hockey team Stay consistent. And even though the foundation for the next successful Hawks team isn't there yet, the GM seems to be doing the right things, and the coaching staff definitely seems to be doing the right things. And it's got to start there, and they're the two consistent pieces. And once you do get that superstar talent, once you do get those prime players that help lead the core and lead to championship Championship run seasons, I won't go ahead and declare a championship, but, you know, fighting for a champion, those types of teams, you're going to need depth. And right now, I think Kyle Davidson is passing that test. It's a small sample size, but so far I think he's passing that test. And I think Luke Luke Richardson is doing one hell of a job with the roster he's been given. And that just continues 
to happen with this team. We've got a lot to get to. Lucas Reichel talks with the national broadcast guys. I do want to play a little bit of that. Uh, we do already have sound from Lucas Reichel uh, after the dressing room. Uh, Alex Stalock as well, the goaltender that just barely missed his third shutout of the season. And we're going to hear from you, too. 312-981-7200. I know it's the first day of March Madness. I'm sure basketball is on a lot of people's brains. But if you got a thought, if you'd like to chime in, don't hesitate. 312-981-7200. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. Hawks beat the Nashville Predators 2-1 down in Nashville. You're listening to Blackhawks Hockey 720 WGN. Believe it or not, we're recapping another Blackhawks victory. They take down the Nashville Predators tonight, 2-1 to one, down at the Bridgestone Arena. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 10.30 tonight. Not only did the Hawks win their second straight, they end Nashville's three-game winning streak. And that's also the first regulation win for the Hawks against Nashville in their last 17 meetings. And again, this Nashville team is fighting for a playoff spot right now. That was an eager team to pick up a victory tonight, and the Hawks were able to take them down. Let's get to our text line. Uh, again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Uh, from the 708 area code, actually, I'm going to hold off on that one. From the 608 area code, our guy Dexter in Bolingbrook has been hounding for a win over the Nashville Predators for quite some time now. Uh, congratulations, Dexter. You got your wish. Uh, intense, wasn't it, Joe? Thank God these cross-checking Preds are gone for the year. Uh, congratulations on uh, beating the Nashville Predators. Leo from Albuquerque mentioning that the second worst feeling for a goalie is losing in a shutout in the last minute. The worst losing in a shutout because of an own goal you score. Please don't ask how I know. That's our buddy Leo from Albuquerque, the former goaltender. From the 708 area code, Respectfully, the season is going to be a waste if we don't get a top three pick after trading Kane. We didn't trade him and Debrinkit to pick sixth overall. May as well have just kept them. I don't fully agree with that, 708 area code, but again, I appreciate everyone chiming in. 312-981-7200. We're going to take a call in just a moment, but I want to get to this point first. Um, It's not a complete waste. It's not. Because getting a top three pick is not guaranteed, and I understand that that's the main goal. Now, mind you, it's still possible. The Hawks are third least in points in the NHL as of right now, but we'll get into that in a moment. It's still possible for them to get a top three pick. Even if it doesn't happen that way, I don't think it's a waste. Yes, this is my opinion, but it's because of everything I just said. One guy isn't going to turn around an organization fully. Connor Bedard would help that. There's no denying that. I'm not here to say that. I'm not even here to say that, you know, it's not in the best interest for the Hawks to get Connor Bedard. Of course it still is. Or Adam Fantilli. Of course it is. Of course that's what we've been talking about. But again, I think the one thing you can guarantee, if there is things you can guarantee out there, it's building depth. And it's building multiple guys that can help this organization moving forward. And then the superstars that you get, whether it's free agency, whether it's drafting, that's all part of the process. But the one thing you can control is the common player that you bring into the organization. And so far, I think Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson have been hitting that on perfectly. Let's go to the phone lines. Greg has a question about tanking on purpose. Uh, Greg, go ahead. Yeah, Joe, I just want to get your – first of all, I love your show. You're the best in the business. You do an awesome job. You, you nail everything. All right, checks um, in the mail, my, Greg. Thank you. 
<laughs> I'm being serious. Um, but I'm a 30-year season ticket holder. Uh, I just love hockey, love the Hawks, win or lose, I don't care. I just love hockey. But what I really want your input, because I do uh, respect your opinion so much, is the Hawks are obviously, we all know, clearly giving 100% plus every game. It's fantastic. But I also watch all the other games, Joe, like the San Jose Sharks, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they are clearly tanking and losing games with no effort at all. It's, even if you go on Twitter, people comment that they're tanking on purpose. So I don't understand that. Like you're, oh man, that's we, that happens kind of a lot. I'm sorry, Greg, uh, but I, I I think I get the gist of your question. Um, maybe why aren't the Blackhawks going in that direction of losing games on purpose? Number one, I don't think it's in Luke Richardson or any of the players out there's DNA to go out and lose a hockey game. I don't think any athlete. You go to any sport, major, minor. You know, professional, not professional, they're not going to go out there and lose on purpose. Another good point, and, you know, I got to credit the guys over at CHGO for bringing this up. Everybody on the Blackhawks roster right now is fighting for a job. Almost everybody. Seth Jones, not in that category. Connor Murphy, not really in that category. But those guys are fighting for jobs, whether it's with the Hawks or not. So, what benefit did they get from playing poorly? What benefit did they get? From losing for losing a game on purpose, that might help the organization, but there's no guarantee they're sticking around with the organization. And even if they are, look at what they're proving what they are on the ice—that they're intentionally losing. And and Greg, I'm not making fun of your question. I think it's valid because again, you look at the standings upside down. Actually, right now the Hawks are tied for the third least points in the NHL. Now with the Anaheim Ducks, 54 points. Uh, San Jose with 51. Columbus with 49. So this rebuild is still happening. It is because Kyle Davidson traded Patrick Kane. He traded Alex Dabrinkit. He traded Kirby Doc. It's by design, but the rebuild is still happening, even though the Blackhawks are giving it their all. As of late, I got handed a note, and I'm not sure if this is Greg's question or somebody else's. It sounds like it's Greg's question. And Greg, we're sorry again for dropping your call. That's our end. Uh, but you're curious of how to prevent taking in the NHL? Well, I think the lottery helps it, but clearly it doesn't solve it. I mean, almost every sport has this issue, right? I think one thing you possibly could, could incorporate and it's a little far-fetched, and it's also very difficult, is instead of just creating the draft based on the point system of the previous year, you take the winning percentage of a team the moment they get eliminated from the playoffs. It's very complicated, very difficult, and then, yeah, of course, what if a team gets eliminated, you know, three games before the season ends, and then they win their final three games. It, it, You'd have to factor in a lot of different things. I don't know how you prevent tanking in the NHL. And Greg, again, thank you for your call. Sorry for dropping you. Not intentional, I promise. Um, but I think that's a way to maybe start creating that conversation. I think the lottery helps because it doesn't guarantee anything. And look, if, if the Hawks wind, wind up with the number one or the number two overall pick, I think people are going to be praising the lottery. But let's say they do fall to the bottom of the standings and they don't land either at the top two, then a lot of Hawks fans are going to be dismissing the lottery. It's just the way it works. It is fair for every team right now. But as of 
preventing teams from tanking? I'm not quite sure. I do want to get to some sound from Alex Stalock, who was very, very close to his third shutout of the season and the third Hawks shutout of the season. Let's hear from the Hawks goaltender. I guess what was what was working well for you tonight? Oh, I saw the puck. Um, RD did a great job boxing out. Ford's eliminated some dangerous shooters. I think that might have been Yossi's really maybe only threat all night. Um, to eliminate a guy like that from the game is pretty, you know, it's a good job there. Forward, staying on him and chasing him around the zone and um, staying between him and the net. Pe- uh, penalty kill is great. Think of him much. And uh, play simple games. Scored timely goals, and it's kind of been the recipe lately. So. It seemed like you were a bit more aggressive than, than you have been, so more like the beginning of the year. No, just I don't. It just happens. It just so happens. I think maybe you're talking about in the first period, the puck bounces over Zaitsev's stick. The guy has speed. Like, you want to help your D-man out. Um, I'll do that every game if that's the opportunity. But some games it just happens more where your teams run pucks, you're out more. Some teams don't run pucks. And tonight's one of those games where you get the puck a little bit more. What happened on that penalty shot sequence? Uh, throwing the stick or the actual penalty shot? I guess both. Uh, they were. It was a weird play. It bounced off one of the um, pieces of glass and came right to the front. Our guys were thinking it was going out of the zone was, as it should have been. It comes to the slot. They had two guys there. and It was kind of a broken play, and he was all alone in front, so I had to be aggressive on him. He ended up going behind the net, and you're kind of down and out. It was a poke check, and obviously it slips out of your hands or whatever, so it's automatic call. And then penalty shot, uh, third one in three games. So, um, yeah, stayed with him. He ended up fumbling, which was uh, obviously, obviously a big bonus for me. We're hoping to get the shutout there. And at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's like I've said it before, winning games is the hardest thing in this league, and I just wanted to win. They, uh, they're a good team. They get pucks to the net, and one happened to go in, but we still had, what, 23 seconds left for to hold off, and uh, we battled till the end. To immediately regroup and make that save there with, I think, nine seconds yeah. left, does that just show kind of the experience that you have with it? Yeah, you want to try to hold on to that rebound, get it to a draw, win a faceoff, get it out, and uh, we battled. I love it. You know, you guys laying down at the end, and... They were whacking away. It's, uh, it's fun to see. Thanks, Alex. The goaltending is also another huge aspect of the Blackhawks winning these games after the trade deadline when they're intending for a rebuild because Peter Mrazek and Alex Stalock are just doing their jobs each and every night. And for those calling this season a waste because they're starting to win these games, I mean, Kyle Davidson went out and got two goaltenders that almost maybe didn't have jobs in the NHL for this upcoming year. Alex Stalock said he was waiting for a call from a league overseas or something like that, and then all of a sudden his agent got a call, and he was surprised to hear that it was the Blackhawks calling. Peter Mrazek was on the Toronto Maple Leafs, a playoff team, mind you, and they needed to move him because of his injury record and because he was getting paid too much money. And that's another... Ability for Kyle Davidson to utilize his space in the NHL right now, being in a rebuild, having the cap flexibility, taking on a contract that someone else doesn't want, and flipping it for a first-round pick. All the right moves when you're in a rebuild. You can't dispute that. And you can't dispute Peter Mrazek and Alex Talak going out there and doing their jobs. Because again, where are they going to be next year? Actually, I don't know Mrazek's contract status. I believe Stalock's a free agent after this season. I'll look that up during the break. But, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Let goals in? You tell that to them. You tell Peter Mrazek or Alex Stalock he's got to let some goals in because you want to see the Blackhawks good in a couple of years. See how that goes. 
Now imagine the head coach telling them that. Imagine how that would go. Lucas Reichel scored his third NHL goal, and he scored the first goal of tonight's game. Let's hear from the Hawks' top prospect. Well, it seems like you have good luck in this building. Uh, yeah, like, uh, I mean, the goal was a little, a little lucky. Uh, could be a nicer goal, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter uh, how. I guess, how would you assess the, the team's overall play? I think we played good. I think uh, over 60 minutes we played a solid game, uh, good defensively, and they're a good team. They, they get their chances. Uh, Stelzo was uh, unbelievable today again and uh, helped us a lot. He kept us, uh, yeah, 60 minutes. Solid game, I would say. Luke had said that he told you guys not to let up after the big game against Boston. Um, and obviously, you guys, you guys didn't. Did you kind of take that advice to heart? Um, pardon me? Luke said this morning that he told you guys not to let up after such a good performance last game to keep it going for tonight, and it seems like you guys did that. Did you kind of take that advice from him to heart? Oh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think Boston was a, was a really good team. They're the best team in the league, and I think played there really good, uh, good defensively again, and, uh, yeah, we try to yeah play hard every game, and uh, I think today it was the same thing, yeah, good defensively, and, uh, uh, yeah, we get our chance if, if we play good defense. Did you see some opportunities to kind of catch them on the break when you were able to get stops in the D zone? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, if you play good defensively, you get our rushes and our chances, uh, like our two and ones uh, in the O zone. And uh, I think uh, we could score more goals, but uh, I mean, we got the win. That's, that's all that matters. Peter Mrazek is a free agent after next season. The Hawks have him for the next two years, including this one, paying him 3.8. Alex Stalock, a free agent after this season. He's getting paid $750,000. we got to get to a break, but we want to get to more, especially your texts and calls. Again, 312-981-7200. Real quick from the 608 area code asking to talk about the salary cap. While we're at a break, send us another text. Elaborate on your question. What about the salary cap are you asking? Hawks beat the Preds 2-1. Postgame show rolls on. 720 WGN. Hawks beat the Nashville Predators in regulation for the first time in their last 17 meetings against their division rival. 2-1 victory tonight from the Bridgestone Arena. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. Taking you up to 10.30 tonight. Let's get to our three-star selection, which is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider. With your collision repair needs, visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. The number three star, Lucas Reichel, he had the game's first goal. Kind of a quirky goal. He and Athanasiu on a two-on-one as Fabro was trying to dive and break up the play. He broke up the pass, but he directed the puck right towards the goal line and then knocked his goalie, UC Soros, out of the way so he couldn't defend it. Hawks took a one nothing lead, eventually a 2-1 win. Speaking of UC Soros, he was the number two star tonight as he had a total of 19 saves in this one. But Alex Stalock, the number one star, Nearly a shutout, coughed up the only goal on a 6-on-5 as Nashville pulled their goalie, and he had 34 saves in tonight's game. We'll also give Staylock our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations. Want to get to more calls and texts, 312-981-7200. Again, we'll take either of those from the 773. Great program, great game. Richardson is doing a great job. Thank you for the kind words, 773, and yes, I agree. Again, from the 608, I'll try to elaborate a little bit more after we play Luke Richardson, but you, if you have 
a specific question about the salary cap, please uh, send that our way, 312-981-7200. Let's hear from the Hawks head coach, Luke Richardson. How do you sum that performance up? Uh, you know, I thought it was a good team performance again. Uh, you know, Stales was real solid in the net, but, uh, you know, I thought uh, the line of, uh, you know, Cara and uh, Boris and uh, Anderson were unbelievable. I thought they really gave us a lot of energy all night. They're uh, all three of them were involved in the penalty kill, and they scored a really nice goal to, to give us that uh, cushion in the third period. Is that four check by Anderson kind of picture perfect what you'd like to see? Exactly, and uh, a, a lot a lot of the times during the game they had great tracking and pace in the game and turned pucks over, and that's you know we've been working on that. And uh, it was a good example for the other uh, lines for us, the coaches, to kind of say on the bench as they're watching it, so they can go out and follow that. Stalock was doing a little bit of the, the nerve-wracking stuff, but he always makes it work tonight. Yeah, that's his style, and I think you know our guys are obviously used to that now and play it well in front of them. And uh, you know they enjoy it because they know he battles, so they really battle for him. And uh, it, w- it was a fun night for him. And um, you know, I mean, I think that we had a couple guys like Seth and, and Tenorti that played here too. So that's uh, you know it's a great inspiration for us to come in here and get a win. I guess the the D zone coverage. How, how would you assess? That was. Um, you know, pretty good. I thought we were, you know, a couple times that we just, uh, I thought first shift of the second period, we turned the puck over a couple times in that red zone. That, you know, I mean, it's kind of uncharacteristic of, uh, uh, you know, Radish and, uh, and Johnson. Like, you know, they've been really solid there. And I think, you know, that they, they knew it, obviously, when they got told when they came to the bench. But, um, you know, I mean, I think it was... It was pretty good. Like I thought we protected the middle pretty well. There was a couple scrambles uh, on weird bounces, like I think on the one where uh, Sales got the, the the penalty for throwing a stick. I think Double A tried to fire it off the glass and it hit an extension and went straight across the ice right to them. So other than that, uh, I thought we were pretty solid in the D zone. Uh, it's it's getting a lot better. Uh, guys like Kurashev and and Whistle like. Like you mentioned the other day, like get how are they doing back at center? I thought every game it looks like they're getting quicker and better to the reads in the D zone. So that's that's good for us because we get the puck back and we have more energy. From the A four seven area code texting in, I have to agree. Why would we give up? I would have the same mentality. Never say die. We're in a rebuild. No matter what the sport, even in last place, never give up. We are the Blackhawks. Thank you very much, 847. I, I can't say that. I can't say we are the Blackhawks. We never give up. And even if you're a fan, that's great. Great mentality. Great fandom. But again, let's let's think about it. The organization is in a rebuild. That's what the front office is doing. Luke Richardson, those players... They're going out there to win. They're going out there to show what they're made of, what their talents are, what they're worth, because their jobs and livelihoods depend on it. So that's why they're going out there and winning these games, even if the organization wants to be in a rebuild. And uh, thank you, Dexter from Bolingbrook, for elaborating on your question about the salary cap, basically asking how much is in the hopper, like that term, uh, to grab some quality defensemen and keep both goalies. Uh Again, Peter Mrazek's under contract for next year. I highly doubt he'll be going anywhere. Alex Stalock is a free agent after this season. He was paid 750000 this year. I'd imagine the next contract he signs, whether it's with the Hawks or not, it'd be around that number. Uh, heading into this year was a prove-me deal somewhat, or a prove-me year. He's done great. He's been a great weapon in the Blackhawks' Uh, crease this year. The only problem is his health has been inconsistent, and that's been the case for Peter Mrazek, and we knew that coming into this year. Unfortunately, it's it's not even Alex Stalock's fault. Concussion issues, ocular issues, 
um, you know, getting banged up a few times recently, basically food poisoning, whatever stomach bug he had. So the inconsistency health-wise isn't, I mean, okay, nobody's health inconsistency is really their fault at the end of the day, right? But um, I, I don't know. This is Those two goaltenders are exactly what the Hawks needed for this upcoming year. And in terms of quality defensemen, Again, I don't know the whole free agent landscape. I don't know where the Blackhawks would lie in all of those. But I will say, expect another year where Kyle Davidson gets crafty. Expect another year of probably some short-term deals, some guys that might be on the fringe, hopefully some returners this this upcoming year. I'd love to see Caleb Jones back. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jared Tenorti back. He seems to be a, a great guy in that locker room. He wore an A earlier this year. Um, but also keep in mind the Blackhawks are going to be pulling up a lot of guys from Rockford as these years progress. Um, but moral of the story, again, I, I would expect to see more creativity from Kyle Davidson acquiring players. We've got more to get to. We've got highlights from both the Hawks games and around the league. We'll wrap up the postgame show next after the Hawks beat the Predators 2-1. to You're listening to the postgame show, Blackhawks Hockey on 720 WGN. Hawks have now won back-to-back games. They've picked up five points out of their last potential eight and wins against some playoff teams, some Stanley Cup threateners. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. Lucas Reichel scored the first goal of tonight's game against Nashville. Let's hear how it sounded. Athanasiu got to the bucket center. He sends Reichel into the Predator zone. Put it over Athanasiu. It ends up in the net. They score! The Predator net was knocked off of its moorings. And the official on that end of the ice is pointing to the net to signify the call on the ice is a goal. It was a Predator player who knocked the Predator net off of its moorings as the puck went across the goal line. This is going to be a good goal. It was Dante Fabro trying to break up the two-on-one that Athanasiu and Reichel came cruising down on UC Soros. Fabro, though, directed the puck towards the goal line, then knocked his goaltender out of the way. After the first period, Lucas Reichel chatted with the national broadcast guys. Let's hear what their conversation went like. Good skate by, by Dobbs, and uh, I, I saw him coming, and then we had like the kind of like two and all, two and all, two and one, try to pass it, uh, got shoot that I think, but lucky we didn't. You know, you you've been adjusting to the NHL game. You know, finding your consistency. What are what are some of the things that you continue to learn from game in game out? Yeah, I try to work on my two way game. Uh, uh, I know uh, we got a lot of skill and uh, we work hard here, but uh, I think we got to stay like uh, yeah, compact in a in a D zone, and uh, uh, that's how you how you win games. It was Reichel's third goal of the season. With that goal, the Hawks scored for the first time. Rather, the Hawks scored the first goal of a game for the sixth time out of their last seven games. Meanwhile, during that stretch, they're outscoring their opponents 8-1 to over the last seven first periods. It remained a one nothing score all the way into the third period, where even though Nashville kept having their chances, the Hawks kept denying it, and then eventually the Hawks doubled their lead. Yossi took it away from Joey Anderson of the Hawks, and then Yossi lost it right on front, could shoot to Anderson, shoots, he scores! Heads-up play all the way between Anderson and Kachuk. Kachuk walks out from behind the net. He could have shot, but he did the smart play by drawing Saros to that side of the net and then dished off to Anderson, who put it into the top shelf. It's 2-0 Hawks. Not only is it a heads-up play by Boris Kachuk, but he just seems to be 
so in sync of what's going on right now. Troy had mentioned how he had a confident shot earlier on in the game. He's just very aware of what's going on. I think he's really clicking well on his line. But again, everybody is pitching in. It just makes it very easy for everyone to be doing their jobs. And a great feed to Joey Anderson really sparked even more life into the Blackhawks uh, bench at that moment. They're up 2 nothing over Nashville, putting all the pressure on the Predators. Nashville pulls their goalie, and with 30 seconds left, less than that, they were able to get the first goal of the game. Deep in the Hawks' zone, far corner, Tomasino to the puck. Put it top of the left circle, Novak to Yossi, deep slot, hammers a shot, and he scores! And this may have been tipped on the way in by Matthew Shane. But if it's Yossi's goal, that's number 18 on the season for the all-time leading scorer in Predators history. No shutout tonight for Alex Stalock, but boy, he almost went the distance once again. It does end up being Roman Yossi's goal, but the Hawks hang on for a 2-1 victory over the Nashville Predators. With the win, the Hawks improve to 24-38-6. Nashville drops to 34-25-7. Their three-game winning streak comes to an end, and their point streak against the Blackhawks comes to an end at 16 games. Blackhawks hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser, ComEd. Comet Powering Business, Powering Lives, United Airlines, and Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. A big thanks to all the help here at the WGN Studios tonight. Crazy day, but really appreciate all the efforts. Our production crew of Brendan Rook and Ben Anderson, our engineers Brett Jackson, Dan Long, and the tireless Krista Flores. John Weideman and Troy Murray had the call out at the Bridgestone Arena. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. Hawks beat the Preds 2-1. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh James. We'll talk to you Saturday night with the Hawks in Arizona. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy March Madness, everybody. Talk to you in a couple of nights. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.